What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the scorecard, the boxing scorecard, where I ask people to bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just simply your opinion. Today, we will be going over last night's main event, which was, um, uh, wasn't for, it wasn't for a title, just a, a good bout at 140 pounds between King Ryan Garcia and Mr. Javier Fortuna whose full name is actually Javier Santiago Fortuna Francisco, which just goes by Javier Fortuna. And I need some help here. So someone in the chat can tell me what, what is his nick? His nickname is El Avion, E-L space A-B-E-J-O-N, El Avion. Whatever, whatever that means. What up, Carl? What up? Um, <laughs> yes, I'm a few minutes late, but I'm here. I'm here. Um, so yeah, this was uh this was uh, King Ryan's keep calling him King. This was Ryan Garcia's first first um no, this was Ryan Garcia's second bout at 140 pounds. This was Javier Fortuna's first bout at 140 pounds. So the results, let's get through the results first. Um Ryan Garcia wins by sixth round knockout, um, with little resistance from uh from from his opponent, Mr. Fortuna. Um, I my prediction for this fight was was actually a a late a later round stoppers for Garcia. Um, I felt that punch resistant because, because this is uh, Fortuna's first fight. I can hear something in the background because this is uh, Fortuna's first fight at uh, 140, and even on the scales, like he didn't he looked like he had to, he really had to 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 eat some extra food to move up because he didn't look like ripped or anything like that. He didn't have a six pack. Like he wasn't chubby, but he didn't look as 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 conditioned as he usually does in for 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 most of his career. Um, I thought that um, that Mr. Fortuna would be able to, to 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 do a little bit of damage early to give Garcia some trouble early, but Garcia looked sharp, man. His speed was sharp. His accuracy his accuracy was sharp, and uh, and he looked good. I see some of some of the comments in the chat section here. I don't want to get distracted. Let me just get through my uh, my. Uh, my points, my talking points here, and then uh, we will we will interact. David Chase, Chris Peters, all you guys, I'll get to your comments in one second. Um, so yeah, the punch resistance from Fortuna was not there. Um, let's go through my scorecard real quick. Even though every round was for Ryan, just to give you the the, the specific details. First round, Garcia controlling the, the distance. Um, he he was clearly controlling where the fight, where he wanted the fight to be. Um, as we call ring generalship. Um, the second round actually marked the second round as a close round. Um, Garcia was in control, but the the the, the, the Dominican is a, is he was counter punching good. He did catch Ryan um, not enough to win the round, but he did he did counter punch Ryan a couple of times in that in that second round. Third round, uh, uh, Fortuna fighting like he like he really respects Garcia's power, and that's where their punch resistance comes in. Um, Fortuna was just going rope to rope instead of like trying to make a sharp turn to get back to the center of the ring where you have more space to move around. He was just in retreat mode, just going from rope to rope. Um, you know, a sign that that you're really worried about your your the, your opponent's power. Fourth round, Fortuna got dropped with a body shot. Ryan Garcia is very good at at uh, landing those body shots. He dropped Luke Campbell with that body shot. There it is, that picture right there. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but Fortuna at, at the fourth round, he wasn't exactly fighting like he was hurt. He was trying to like he got dropped, but got up and actually still looked good uh, uh, for the rest of that round. Uh, round five, round five, Fortuna landed a big right hand, but Garcia dominated the whole fight, the, the whole round. So, again, 
uh, yeah, Fortuna landed a good punch in that in the fifth round, but Ryan Garcia still dominated dominated most of the round. And then in round six is when the KO happened. Um, so there you have it. What do we got? We're going to give you a few comments here. My man David Chase says, good win for Ryan Garcia. has good speed, power, and he's okay defensively, but he has, he doesn't use his, his damn feet. He's too stationary. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying with that. Um, I'd like to see him cut up, cut cut off his uh, his opponents a little bit better. Not in this fight, but in the last fight when he fought that the 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 guy from Ghana, Tago. Tago was just going from rope to ropes, but Garcia wasn't Ryan Garcia wasn't cutting off the ring. He was just following him around in a circle. Um, so when you talk about the footwork, yeah, I I, I see that. I wish I wish he would uh, um, just learn to cut off the ring a little bit better. He's with Dan Goosen now, who's a very good trainer. So hopefully he can get him to start doing that. Thank you for that comment, Chris Peters. Solid performance by Garcia. I don't like how he pulls straight back, though. Doesn't have good de- defensive skills. He does get very Garcia does get touched up. Uh, he not last night, but the times that he does get hit with a hard shot, like it's it's a it's a clearly visible hard shot. Even in that last fight against Tago, Tago hit him with that same uh, the same left hook that uh, that Luke Campbell dropped him with. Except Tago didn't have the power to uh, to take advantage of it. Tago didn't have the power to take advantage of it, um, but the Garcia, when he he does leave, and it's on the same side too, on on his right side of his face, uh, as an orthodox person, them southpaw lefts, whether it's a straight left or overhand left, they 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 land pretty often against Mister against Mister Garcia. So definitely gonna have to clean that up before he before he uh, challenges a uh, uh, Tank Davis. What else we got? What else we got? uh last bell my man Carl says great image work by production bravo eric yes my man eric always hooking it up in the background um also says uh does tank does he jump in tank a lot of work to make that happen yes man this is, you know this this is contract negotiations man whatever i ho- hopefully it happens i don't like to um I don't want to turn into one of these shows where we talk about rumors and negotiations and who deserves what you can bring that back again. The, the, the slides, I don't like to get into to the rumors on who deserves what or what percentage, you know, that's, that's all stuff. That's that, all that stuff is stuff that's out of our control. So I kind of feel like it's a waste of time just talking about that stuff. I just like to talk, to go over the facts. Um, <clears throat> and the facts are, uh, Ryan Garcia really wants this tank fight. Like every time, every interview he does, he's mentioning tanks name. Like he he obviously wants this fight, um, and I believe it it could happen. Um, there's lots of fights that could happen, and it depends what uh, what weight this fight is going to happen at. Um, is it going to be at 140? Garcia said he he wants it to be at 140. He says that Tank could easily make the the 140 fight, but uh, we'll see we'll see. We'll, like again, we'll talk about Tank a little bit after. What other comments we got here? Um, Mr. Zev says Garcia's left hook is nasty. Not sure if it's better than Oscars when he was in his prime. No, 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 no. It wasn't better than Oscars. You know what? You know what was the difference between Oscar De La Hoya's left hook? Most people, when when you when you when your coach tells you to get into your fighting stance, right? They'll they'll put your dominant hand behind you like this. So if you're orthodox, you're standing with your left foot forward and your left hand up like this. Your right hand is behind you. Most of the time, the the, the cross that's coming across your body is your dominant hand. There's been a few cases. I'll give you an example, Oscar De La Hoya, Miguel Cotto, uh, uh, more recently Lomachenko, my little boxer, Kioma. These guys, they're, they're, uh, 
they fight in the opposite hand of their power. So, for example, De La Hoya and, and Miguel Cotto, they're both left-handed. So you would think they should be southpaws, but they're both left, left-handed. So they fight, in, but they fought in an orthodox stance. That's why for their whole careers, specifically De La Hoya, for his whole career and Miguel Cotto too, people always talked about how much of, how much of a good left hook that they had. Right? People always talked about how much the left hook, like you just mentioned, that's because they were their power hand is actually their left hand. That's why it was that's why it was so dominant. Um, so going back to your comment, I don't think Garcia's left hook is, is, is as dangerous as, as De La Hoya's. Um, the speed wise, speed wise, he might be there because Garcia is is very fast. So speed wise, it might be comparable to Oscar De La Hoya's uh, left hook, but the power, not so much, not so much. Uh, what do we got here, Carl? Don't be too harsh on Garcia. Remember, remember, he's fairly new with Goosen and has changed trainers recently. He needs to settle down now with Goosen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But um, he doesn't seem like he wants to settle down. Like I said, every interview he does, he's talking about fighting Tank. He wants to fight the best. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. So I hear you're saying he needs to set the. You're saying we should settle down on on the, on the harsh talk about him. But he's the one that's putting himself in that position to be talked about like that with the way he's talking. Um, so, you know, you, you, you want to talk like you want to hang with the big boys. You got to be able to take the big boy talk, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much, Carl. Um, what else we got? David. David Chase says, listening to things Floyd has said recently about Ryan, I just don't see this fight happening. Um you know, Floyd has said before that, uh, well, actually, Tank, he said Tank is only going to fight fighters from PBC. But correct me if I'm wrong. Right now, Tank Davis, um, you can put that, the, 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 the Tank Davis one up since we're talking about, since we're getting into that one. Um, Tank Davis is, uh, is a free agent right now. I believe so. It, there is a chance it could happen. When he was with PBC, that's what Floyd was talking about. Like Floyd, Floyd said, "Tanks only going to fight people that are on PBC." But right now, like at this moment, he hasn't signed back with anybody. So he, you know, he's he's a free agent. So it could it could happen. I put this picture up here. Actually, my man Eric put this picture up here just to show you the difference. Um, twenty seven, twenty three. I think Davis is a little bit taller than five foot five, though. <laughs> I think he's a little bit taller than five foot five. That's that five and a half difference is, is big. But Davis has fought shorter guys. I mean, taller guys most of his career, and and obviously it, it hasn't affected him. He knows how to close that distance. He's athletic enough and a good enough boxer to close that distance. So um, even though there's a five inch difference between these two guys, I um, I still believe Davis would uh, would be able to, to to pull it off. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, I got to go back down in the chat to see. Can I go back down to see? I think I missed one. Uh, David Chase. However, listening to things I'm hearing Haney say about the rematch with Cam- Cambosis, I think the obvious fight to make would be Haney versus Garcia at 140. Now, has Dave, has David ha- Devin Haney said he wants to move up to 140? Like he just he just has he has all the belts at 135. I would think he would want to stay there and clear that out first um, before he moved up. But I mean. So many fighters, they, they want to go where, where the big money is, too. Tank went up to, one for, to 140 just for one fight, and then he went back down. Um, Garcia Garcia says there's no chance in hell that he's going back to 135. Uh, so he's going up to 140. 
there's there's plenty of other good fights for 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 uh, for Garcia up there too. Um, I got Tank up here. Uh, Tank was would obviously be the number one financial option for for uh, for Garcia at one forty. That would be the biggest, other than other than Spence and Crawford. Uh, um, you got Triple G and Canelo coming up in September. Um, Joshua and Usyk at the end of August. Um, but financially, this Garcia and and uh, and Davis would probably be the biggest financial fight in boxing when it is made. Hopefully. Uh, but anyway, going back to you, you mentioned uh, David Chase mentioned De- Devin Haney. <sighs> yes, that's um, I, my only question is Devin Haney at one forty. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I haven't heard. Devin Haney mentioned anything about moving up to 140. Um, like I said, he, he just got the, the the 135 straps. So let's see how far he can uh, he can hold on to those titles for and keep and maintain that reign before he talks about moving up. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Carl coming in again. My point being that Eddie Reynoso and Goosen are very different trainers with different style of boxing. So you may be caught between styles a little at the moment. Um well, caught between styles. The reason why I have to slightly disagree with that, Carl, is because you know he he you know the reason why he left Reynoso is because he he apparently wasn't getting the time that he needed and wasn't learning anything. Um, so I don't know. That's I didn't hear these those specific things come out of his mouth. But that is the usual reason reasons why. Um, certain fighters might leave a trainer like they don't feel like they're getting obviously they're not they don't feel like they're getting the 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 attention that they need or the skills that they need to be working on there must have been something like he didn't Garcia didn't just wake up one day and 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 say I don't like these guys and 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 decide to leave there must have been something that was leading up to that um and speaking of Reynoso who, who if you don't know Ray Reynoso is is uh, Eddie Reynoso is Canelo's coach He's had a few people that have left him, and and he's had a rough year actually. Let's just put it as a rough year. His, his past couple of big fights, um, he's lost. Uh, whether it was Canelo, um, Shakur Stevenson uh, beat Valdez. That was another Reynoso uh, boxer. And in the past couple of weeks too, he's he had one, another one of his boxers lost. Uh, one of the past couple of weeks, the one of the past couple of scorecards in the past weekend, Ray, Ray, Eddie Reynoso was his coach, and he lost again. So Reynoso's had a rough year. Um, coaching wise, uh, he still has Canelo, who's still the number one draw in the sport, so that's what he's holding on to. But we'll see. As far as um, you mentioned, you know, caught in between different styles, I would prefer, uh, I, I always liked Dan Goosen as a trainer. One of his uh, top guys that he had was uh, was Diego Corrales at the height of his career. A lot of you guys might not know Diego Corrales, but he was a great fighter. Go, you can go back and watch his highlights. Um, uh, fought Mayweather, fought all the best guys. Rest in peace. Got into a motorcycle accident a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, great fighter, Diego Corrales. He was with Dan Goosen. Um, so we'll see. This was the second fight. This was uh, the second fight together with uh, Coach uh, Dan Goosen and King Ryan Garcia. Uh, and Goosen is an offensive trainer. There's not too many defensive trainers out there. Most coaches, I guess you would just say, are offensive trainers. Um, so you know the, the the Ryan's offense was never really a question. Um, his speed, he always had speed and accuracy. The defensive lapses is uh, is where I think where the coaching would make a difference. Um, 
So that that's where the the the, the, the that's that's where the coaching will make a difference. Who can get Garcia to have to have better defense? And that's what we're looking at. All right, thank you. I love all the comments coming in. Chris Peters, what you got here? Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis is a pick 'em fight, in my opinion. We have seen Tank drop numerous rounds to guys who, in my opinion, are not as good as Garcia. Yes, you are exactly right, Chris Peters. Um, even at even in, in his last fight against Roley, um, Tank was losing that fight, technically on the scorecards. He was losing that fight and then came through with the KO at the end. Um, a la Deontay Wilder for most of his fights, where he's losing most of his fights, but he has that ultimate equalizer <laughs> with his power. Um Tank is kind of in that in that level too. I always said this is a little bit off topic, but I always said uh, Tank Davis, Triple G, and Wilder kind of have similar careers. You know, they 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 smash all the B level competition, um, and then it, it's time for them to step. When they stepped up, when Triple G stepped up, you know, he, he kind of looked even. Same thing, Wilder stepped up. He got stopped by by uh, by Fury, and now we're gonna we're gonna wait to see Davis stepped up step up and, and see what happens there but as far as the power davis triple g wilder they're they're the same as far as the power um what we got here what we got here shit we got lots of cameras i don't i don't, don't want to miss any I'm trying to move down so i can see them. i don't know if i can move down and see them though uh okay yes i can zev says i just want good fights the zone charges 20 dollars a month showtime charges 80 dollars a month for tanks fights Oh, the zone charges $20 a month and Showtime charges $80 a month for tanks fights. I'm not on the side of fighters here. I'm fed up with fans being charged for Romero and Fortuna fights. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, only thing, only thing we can do about that is just uh, you know, just keep telling the promoters, keep complaining to the to the promoters or not paying for it. You know, if if you know we, it's one thing to complain about it, but if you keep paying for it, they have no reason to change what they're doing. Um, I don't like to encourage this, but you know, there's other streaming ways that you can watch fights without paying for them. Um, so anyway, so we won't get into that. I ain't trying to get in trouble on here. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the comments as a bot. Zev says as a boxing fan and one who actually pays when a fight warrants it, I think I have the right to demand good fights. Yeah, of course. Yes. If you're paying for it, that's what I mean. You're paying your money. You have the right to, to, but you got to complain to them though. Right, just saying stuff on here is not going to matter. You got to complain to the to the to the powers that be, as they say, to the promoters. Email the promoters. Uh, uh, um, get on their social medias. Write all these comments in their social medias. Like flood their comment section with their social media. With, flood their their social media comment section with stuff like that. Like you know, you deserve better cards with the money that you're putting out for it. Right? They they gotta they gotta visually see hear hear these things and see them too for them to to do something about it right um <clears throat> what else we got for the record zev says for the record i think tank stops haney uh but what i what i won't do is continue to excuse the dude for not taking tough fights and charge 80 dollars for fights against roley romero and cruz zev is feeling it today i hear you zev i hear you man here you want to pay if you're paying money you want to pay pay for the best i'm a fan who will pay for a good fight i'm not giving the zone 20 dollars and pvc 80 for no hop for no hoppers hopers no oh for no hopers yes 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 uh, again totally hear your points of you're paying good money 
You want to see good fights. You want to see the fights that you want to see that are that are good competitive fights. Um, with that being said, you know, going back to the to the to, to Davis's Cruz fight, I think he hurt his hand in this fight and went the distance. I don't know. I don't know. But I hear what you say, man. Cruz and Romero were not household names that people know. And that big fights are are big fights because of of uh, I heard somebody say this the other day. Big fights aren't big fights because of the fight actually happening. Big fights are considered big fights because of the anticipation, right? It's the anticipation before the fight that makes it so big. That's why Spence and Crawford. That's why people keep talking about Spence and Crawford because it's the anticipation of 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 those two guys at their height going at each other. That, that, that makes the fight great. The fight might actually turn out to be boring. Maybe one guy might be dominating the other one, and it might be boring for the average person to watch, right? But it's 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 the lead-up. It's the anticipation. So the reason why I'm bringing that up, going back to Zev's point here, there was no, there was no real uh, um, excited anticipation about when, when, when Tang Davis took on Roly Romero or Isaac Cruz or even Ryan, Ryan Garcia, the show's about Ryan Garcia, let's get back to him. Um, no one was really excited for for his last fight, Tago. Even in this one, Fortuna, I was somewhat, I was, I was I, somewhat excited for it because even though Fortuna is past his prime, I thought he would be able to, to, to do a little bit more. Fortuna turned professional back in 2009. So, you know, he's 33 years old. Again, 33 years old in real life is not old, but in in athletes' terms, you're you know you're getting towards the, the last half, the, the the last part of your uh, of your career. Um, and also him moving up in weight class, Fortuna moving up to 140. Usually, the guys in the littler weight classes don't usually move up in their in their in their mid 30s at the end of their career. So um, so again, the, my whole point of bringing all that up was. The anticipation wasn't there for this fight for people to, to get excited about. So I hear what you're saying, Zev. Uh, my man, Frank Cirilli, is coming in. The first knockdown seemed like a perfect liver shot. Yep. The second knockdown was a perfect short hook that landed directly to the temple, which explained the delayed reaction. Yes, Garcia is, is Ryan Garcia is very good at mixing it up, uh, um, going from the body to the head. And that's, that's, that's how you... That's how you can open up your opponent. Because a lot of times, people, if if, a, if if an opponent has their hands up high, you come down to the body to get their hands to drop a little bit. Then the next time you fake to the body, their hands drop, and you come up top with a punch. Ryan Garcia is is very good at that. He's very good at that. Um, and so that's how he that's how he set that up. So the first knockdown was a liver shot to the body. The second one kind of fake downstairs and came up top to the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, again. Frank, uh, yes, Frank, Fortuna's best years are behind him, but no one has stopped him in this fashion. Yes, exactly. You're very right. And that's why I was on the fence with my prediction as far as I already knew the 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 the, the disadvantages that Fortuna had being a little bit older, moving up in weight class. Uh, so those two main things, being a little bit older and moving up in weight class for the first time in at the end of your career. I know those were two disadvantages that uh, Fortuna had going into the fight. But the fact that he had never been stopped before, nobody had ever stopped him, was giving me some confidence that that he'd be able to to, to give uh, Ryan Garcia some some trouble. That was not the case. That was not the case. Uh, mm, hey, someone just wrote, "Hey, what up? What up? Thanks for tuning in." 
Yes, yes. So any other questions or comments? What else we got, man? So, oh, yes. I forgot to write this note. Um, we taught, So what's his name? Ryan Garcia is talking about moving up to 140 pounds. Um, every interview he has, he mentions Tank Davis. There's other players also at 140 that he could take on. How about Tiafimo Lopez, who says that um, his days at 135 are over? Um, Tiafimo Lopez lost his belts to George Cambosis a couple of weeks ago. George Cambosis lost those belts to Devin Haney a couple of weeks ago. Um, however, Haney is staying at 135 right as of right now. So you also got Tiafimo Lopez, who's dangerous at 140. You also have Josh Taylor. From the UK, who is a, a dangerous Josh Taylor? He had a, a controversial win against um, against Catterall a couple of months ago. A lot of people think he lost that one, um, but he's still a dangerous guy at 140. And uh, Ramirez, the guy that Josh Taylor beat for for those belts, uh, Ramirez. I forget his first name, um, but he's another tough competitor at 140 pounds. So yeah, man, there's, there's, there's lots lots of action that can happen between 135, 140, and 147. Garcia even talked about moving up to 147 uh, later on in his career. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, we got another comment here from man, Chris Peters. Tank has fought. Tank tank fights has no reason not to happen now. Oh, the tank fight has no reason not to happen now. Get T in there too down the line and be a burner too. Be a barn burner too. I want to see all the fights now. That Loma is coming back to no more wasting time. Yeah, speaking of no more wasting time, especially Loma. Loma, we talked about Fortuna being older. Uh, let me find out how old Lomachenko is. Lomachenko is a little bit older, is getting up there himself. I know he's definitely in his 30s. Um, definitely in his 30s, but I'm not sure. And he had, you know, Lomachenko had 400 amateur boxing matches before he turned professional. Um, so, all right, I'm pulling it up right now. Lomachenko is, how old is he? He's 34 years old. And again, I say it all the time. Being in your thirties is not old in real life, but in, in athletes age, it's, it's getting up there. Lomachenko, 400 amateur fights before he turned professional. Um, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of kilometers, a lot of mileage and kilometers are, are on that body. So. In a sport like boxing, where your reflexes and your speed and your reaction time are just as important as your power, you know, you never know when you're when you're when you're in your 30s, in your mid 30s, and you're still taking on you know the, the top guys. You know, you never know when that reaction time is going to slow down. So hopefully, Lobachenko can get those big fights before he slows down. That was my whole point of bringing that up, um, Chris Peters. You meant uh, you know no no wasting time at all. Lomachenko can if you're in your if you're in your 30s, 32, 33, 34 and up, you, you have no time to waste. You need to get in there with the best now, uh, uh, not just for your, physically, but financially to get those big fights right now. What else we got? Uh, uh, my man Frank says, is Ryan Garcia looking better with Joe Goosen or too soon to tell? Um, it might be too soon to tell because in his first fight, the first fight that he had to get that he fought Tago. Um, Garcia said it, his, his hand was still hurt or he wasn't 100% going into that fight. That was more of a, he said not to disrespect his opponent, but that was more of a tune-up fight. Who's calling me right now? Man? You guys don't know I'm on, on my show? <laughs> um, 
so uh so yeah it's it's a little bit too too early to tell when he fought when Ryan Garcia fought his last fight he he said he wasn't 100% going in i believe his hand was still hurting him and in this fight here this was only a second uh this was a second fight with Goosen i don't know i don't know it's kind of hard to tell it's kind of hard to tell i didn't really see a difference in Garcia his offense like the way he was throwing his punches and his speed and accuracy he still looked the same as he did before um I guess the difference that we would be able to see in a couple of fights is 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 the footwork and the defense. Um, I, I think Garcia follows his opponents around too much as opposed to cutting them off. And um, and he does get touched up a lot. Not enough to to, to be a, uh, um, for his for his opponents to be able to take advantage of it so far. But um, you know, I, I believe if someone like Tang Davis catches them with them 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 left hooks or straight lefts or overhand lefts that that at least land on Ryan's face at least two or three times uh, a fight. If they land from Tank Davis, I think it'll be a different story. Um, even though Garcia did show that he does that he is durable when, when Luke Campbell dropped him, he got up and weathered the storm. Luke Campbell is a former gold medalist, so Luke Campbell is a good boxer. He dropped him. Garcia got up, weathered the storm, and then ended up stopping him in the later round. So I, I, I that that fight right there gave me gave uh, gained some respect from Garcia for me, the way he had to, the way he fought through that. So Frank, yeah, I think it's a little bit too too early to tell whether it's that much of a difference yet. Um, Chris Peter says I think he looked his best against Campbell. Uh, his jab looked much better, but it looks like he's keeping his right hand up now and not dropping it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. I always tell fighters, you know, this. Uh, um, most fighters love that uh, that Mayweather defense with with the, with the lead hand down because every every boxer believes they have their fast enough to get their head out of the way. Everyone just has that confidence that they can do that. What I remind people is that you you even Floyd switches up his defense sometimes. It's not just always here. Sometimes he'll get both hands up. Sometimes he'll do a quick lean back. He'll slip. Giving your opponent different looks is what you're what you're trying to do. So yeah, going back to what you said, he does keep his right hand up now, uh, better, much better. Um, and so so hopefully that's that's one of the differences I guess you can say that Dan Goosen has helped him with um, keeping that right hand up a little bit tighter to his chin, which is gonna have to because them cell paws are coming with that left hand. That's, that's really where, where Ryan gets caught is on that, is on his own right side. Um, my man, Lick Leash, Nick Leishman says, Ryan Garcia has has the dimensions of Diego Corrales, but he has to prove he can beat someone like Jose Luis Castillo. Yes, you brought it back. For those of you that don't know, Jose Luis Castillo um, gave Floyd Mayer one of his toughest matches earlier on in his career. And... Mayweather, of course, Mayweather gave him a rematch and, and won the rematch unanimous. But that first one, that was that was a very good, uh, technically sound fight from Jose Luis Castillo. Uh, yeah, very good comment, my man Nick, comparing um, comparing Garcia to to Corrales and Castillo. Um, well, you said he has to beat someone like like Castillo. Okay, so that's that's a very good question. So who? Here's a little trivia for you guys now. Who would you guys compare to Jose Luis Castillo right now? Jose Luis, who 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 could we compare to Jose, Jose Luis Castillo? Um, let me think. Let me think. I, I got to come back to that one because he was a uh, Jose Luis Castillo. I guess, especially in those lighter weight classes, he kind of fought like Canelo if you think about it. 
yeah, I, I would compare him can even though Canelo's in the higher weight, obviously higher weight classes, but the way they fought, um, or maybe a more prime Canelo, because when <laughs> nah, actually no, I gotta take away Canelo because at the same age when when uh Mayweather school Canelo when he was 36 years old, uh, he didn't definitely he struggled with Castillo in that first fight. No, nah, I wouldn't say struggled, but it was it was a it was a even match. Not that Mayweather struggled, both guys were 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 even test for each other in that match. So I'll come back to you on that. I'm trying to look for a good comparison for Jose Luis Castillo to, to a boxer these days. But thank you very much for that comment there, Nick. And thank you to everyone in the chat for all your comments. You guys keep the show going. I only had I only wrote down a few notes today. I thought this was going to be a short, short five, ten minute show. But because you guys' participation, which I greatly appreciate, thank you very much, all you guys in the chat from Carl, Chris, Zev, Frank, Nick, uh, Dave Chase, another name here I can't pronounce, M-X-C-H-A-E-L-O-L. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up? <laughs> um, so, yeah, there we have it uh, for this week, I guess, if there is no other comments or questions. Thank you very thank you again for for tuning in. Don't forget if you can't catch the show live every Sunday at 9:30 a.m. Eastern time, you can catch uh, catch the show on any on any podcast podcast outlet from Spotify, Apple, Apple, whatever. Any anywhere where you listen to the podcasts are available. You can check out the scorecard, um, and of course on YouTube, it is Talk and Fight YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget, later on today, we got the knockout of the week with my man, Mike Orr. And every day at 4 p.m., we do a, a prospect of the day only on the Talk and Fight Network, the Talk and Fight conglomerate. Yes, yes, yes. If you haven't done it yet, please like this video and tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. Peace.